are listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. Featuring Pod of Thrones and the Shiznit. This is the Red Rock Podcast Network. From Red Rock Studios in Los Angeles, California, this is the Shiznit. Now, put your hands together for the Shiznit. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Shiznit Show. I am your boy, Dino Red. And as you guys know, I do not do this show all alone. But I have with me my rider dies, Miss Dejan Monique. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, world? And let's not forget about the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Pip Lilly. Yo, if you don't know, you better Google me, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Now you know. (laughs) Oh, my God. You guys, we are starting. You guys would know this because, you know, the show is not live. uh, But we're starting over an hour late because we had some technical difficulties that drove me crazy. But so anyway, that we this is the reason why this the uh, the reason why we are not having <laughs> we're not video uh we're not video doing it live video by facebook and i don't think that we will be doing that um because a couple of reasons uh, i'm a little bit of a perfectionist and i kind of just the way it would it would take a lot it would take a lot in order to do it to my satisfaction for one and then for two it would take a lot of my attention during the show to run the video as well as all the other aspects of the show so for that reason, we're not going to do it. However, uh, I won't say we won't never do it. We may do it from time to time for certain reasons or just for, you know, for kicks or whatever. But we won't be doing it regularly. That's, that's the main thing is what I'm trying to, to, to get to you. Plus, I have to figure out how to. So a lot of this show, we're, we're a little more interactive or, or media heavy than other shows. A lot of shows, they don't do roll-ins and they don't do mm-hmm. videos and if I'm going to do that stuff, I want the audience to be able to see it and not have to click a link and all. I want them to see it as right. they see it like they're mm-hmm. supposed to. So, and that it can be done, and I've done it in the past. I just have to figure out how to do it again. But it was also a different platform that I was using at that time. So, I don't even know if it's possible with you know the Facebook platform or right. you know if I might yeah, have to find. I, I might have to try like Google Hangouts or YouTube or something, okay. and that might help. Any, any case. We need an engineer. In any, yeah. Right. <laughs> I know, really. In any case. Uh, Where's our intern today? Right. Right. <laughs> that won't be happening. But I do have news that I haven't even shared with you guys yet. Um, we, if you guys remember, well, I don't know about Dejon. You, you probably wouldn't know because you weren't around at that time. But Pip was around as a, as a fan. If you remember Pip back during the old show before the break, we started doing a, a simultaneous, uh, we would, um, uh, we were also being, I guess, kind of like syndicated. We were on perspicuous media. Okay, yes. And yes. and we were on a radio station, and that played over TuneIn and whatever else. Well, I got back in touch with that guy. His name is uh, Khalil DeBerry. Uh, cool brother. Shout out to Khalil. And he's uh, starting. He also, while we were on break, he was on break. Mm-hmm. I actually mm-hmm. think he went on break first. And he had to get a new crew and 
retool, you know, things will happen in business, kind of like I did with the show, whatever. And he's back now, and he's he's started his radio station back up, so he wants to pick us back up. Yay! And so this time, not only will we will he run our 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 shows um, like like syndicated, but he also he wants us to do a live show. So this show will be live. It'll be live on, uh, and you can still download it anytime you want as a podcast, but it it will be live on TuneIn, on Perspicuous Media or Perspicuous Radio. I'm not exactly sure the name of it right now. Or, or, and, or, um, you can check it out on Apple, Apple Radio as well. He he just applied for uh, his license or whatever it is or membership or however it works. I don't know. I'm not really into that so I don't know what the process is but he told me he just applied and he thinks he 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 just got accepted or he's about to get accepted or something like that so we should be streaming live on TuneIn and Apple Radio very shortly oh that's really cool so and that reminds me to uh, give props to our friends Jason and Mindy over at um, Evening Radio Podcast Evening Radio Podcast because they are doing something similar they will be uh, starting in January, I believe it's January fifth. They will be streaming right, yeah. January fifth on Fridays from uh, three thirty, I think three thirty to five. They will be streaming on Unfiltered Radio, and that's awesome. Unfiltered with the PH. So shout out to Mindy and Jason, and congratulations! Uh, exactly, you guys deserve it. Wish you guys all the best. Okay, so I always learn something new from that show. Yeah. And like new little facts. That, that show is, they're so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, man, we're just getting started, but I feel exhausted because. If y'all could have seen him before we started oh recording. My God. I was so stressed out. That and kind of stuff stresses me. Dino so. is our only engineer, and he's the only one that knows anything technical. Because Dejong and I were just like, "So what you do, girl? Oh yeah, what you do, girl? For real?" Uh-huh. And Dino's How like doing all mean? these chords, and he's like sweating and, like, and turning red. And he's stuff. like, and he's and he's really like passionate about Dino. He's not a phony, y'all. Like mm-hmm. what you hearing? He's that's the real thing. Like if he's passionate, he's passionate. Yeah. And so he's really like he wants it to done right. And so he's like it's really getting him unnerved that it's not working right, and he can't figure it out and he's like okay i'm just gonna put it back the way it was and he put it back the way it was and then that wasn't working that made him even more upset so (laughs) when we started the the, if you if you heard a certain tone when we started recording that's where he was coming from yes it's just one of i'm just relieved at this point because i'm a a high i'm kind of high strung anyway i get um you know i have a lot of anxiety Mm -hmm. you know i think i've told you guys about that before and i get i get stressed whatever i don't i don't really uh I don't think I show it outwardly mm-hmm. as much as I feel it on the inside, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, it's there and it doesn't take a, a whole lot, a lot of times to get me going or whatever, but that could I definitely just, do it. I feel relieved I now. I think I need one of these brownies right now. Man. Dejan. She I'm brought me some, you. Didi brought me some, some, uh, grown up brownies and stuff. To help yes, with my I insomnia. did. And you enjoy those. Let me know how they work. Grown up brownies. Are they over 18? They are 18 and over. They're four people over 18. They're 18 and over with a wreck and 21 and over with your ID right? type of brownies. Right, with your prescription. Okay. With your prescription. Oh, you're right about that. So what's the deal? This would be my first, this would be my first edibles. I've never had one. You never had one? Never. Awesome. Okay, we'll eat a half, wait 30 minutes, and then if you see how you feel, you might want to eat. More. And I haven't, I haven't had any type of, I haven't imbibed in like Jesus, how many years has it been? 
It's been a long time. I can't even remember the last time. Oh. I, yeah. It's, 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 I can't. I know I haven't. <laughs> Me too. Well, I know. It's like uh, when I woke up this morning. <laughs> you two stone-ass motherfuckers. Damn. Yeah, we like Bill and Ted over here. I know I haven't since I've been married. I know I haven't since I've been married. Okay. And I've, I've been married. Uh, really? Damn. Yeah, I haven't since I've been married. Oh, Which boy. is weird. Seems like I, that would drove me to it. <laughs> <laughs> I have <cannot> <laughs> been married this coming March will be was that uh, this would be twenty eighteen. Awesome. So I've been married. To, I don't know. When, I don't when were when's your anniversary? Thirteen. Thirteen. When's Mar- your March seventeenth. Oh. Yeah, St. Patrick's Day. I'm, I was born on March seventh. You know, I was like I was ready to oh. jump out my seat. Which you put the yeah, tenth no, on the seventeenth. Like, St. Patrick's Day. Oh, that'd that's be, cool. It'd be thirteen years married. 14 years together and so it's it's been at least 14 years uh probably i'm thinking probably you know what i'm thinking since i got my current job i haven't so Mm. and i've been at my current job 17 years this january shit i leave so it's probably been about it's probably been like 18 years since i've had any Hmm. That's my break at my job. Hello? <laughs> I'm in the car. I make sure I get there early so I can <laughs> smoke yeah. in the car. Like, so I almost called you guys last night. You should have. Well, <laughs> you don't even know why. <laughs> You're like, just call. Yeah. Just, you just, want, just call. No, the reason why is because my sister was helping put on a Christmas party. Her hmm. friend had this Christmas party, and she was supposed to sell these tickets or whatever. And she bought the tickets and then was supposed to sell them. And my sister's bad at that kind of stuff. And... She bought like two hundred dollars worth. She bought a whole table, right? And that's like she spent mm-hmm. like two hundred dollars, right? And then she didn't sell not one ticket. Oh, what? No. Right? So at the min- last minute, ninth hour, she's like inviting people just so the tickets don't go to waste, just like giving away seats to this party. Wow. So she called me um, like Friday afternoon. I was off this Friday. I'm off every other Friday. I was off, and I was just at home chilling, watching movies. And she's like, "Hey, what you guys doing?" Da, da, da. I was like, "Oh." It's- perfect timing because you know the baby's going over her granny's house mm. this weekend and we don't have anything to do so cool then come to find out my wife told me she was sick which i didn't know she had just started coming down with yeah. something and i was like oh man so my sister was like well you can bring somebody else whatever so i was thinking about all my friends and i would have gone i was trying to get in touch with somebody and actually though i didn't know my wife i didn't know i was gonna have an extra ticket until actually saturday mm. so i didn't start looking until saturday is when I found my wife woke up and she was like, not, not, not only was she not good, she was worse. Mm. You know, it was one of yeah. those things. Sometimes you wake up and you feel better, uh-huh. and then sometimes you're depending on where you are in the yeah. cold. And she was definitely worse. It kicked in full blast. Yeah. And so then I started kind of looking around for people. And Didi, I thought about you, but I was like, you know what? I think this is going to be an older party. And Didi's too young. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Pip, Pip probably could get down with these people, even though. You know, because Pip is a little, little closer to the age, but I'm, I'm glad I didn't invite Pip. I'm glad Pip didn't come too. But well, I didn't invite. Why? I didn't invite I, you. Get, get to the party. <laughs> what happened there? I'm a good. I want to know why I couldn't get an invite. I just told you. I you mean, be, uh, I'm a good date. I'm sorry. I could hang. I didn't say you crowd. couldn't. Okay. I didn't say I'd you couldn't hang. I, oh, well, I appreciate the, you for factoring in all the factors, though. You wouldn't have had a good time. I didn't have a good time. Oh, dang. And then I was, like I said, I was glad I didn't invite and Pip. I didn't invite you because there was transportation issues. Like, Where was it? Well, it wasn't far from here. It was close to here. Oh. But it was last minute. Like I said, when I finally realized whatever, 
and I needed, you know, I, I had this, uh, whatever. I didn't even know how I was going to get there or whatever. And I didn't want, you know, have to, like, oh, that, worry yeah. about you catching the bus no, and then late it. at night. So I was like, nah, I don't want to, like, put him on. Then I would have really felt bad if it was whack and you went and then you catching the bus home at, like, midnight. Yeah. That was like, that would have been oh, whack. Like that I can't guarantee, like, yeah. I can't. I'm not driving, so I can't mm-hmm. guarantee him a ride. Right. You know what I mean? I can't put that on somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I know no one I know lives near him. Mm-hmm. So I can't say, oh, okay, well, this person won't mind because it's on the way. Right. Like, I don't know anybody going that way. So this the, is what I got going on right now for transportation. Because I was thinking it's the holiday season and I'm going to be going to a lot of parties and things like that. I got in on a Lyft promo for $20 is $5 off every single one of my rides for the next 20 rides oh, till right. December 29th. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I heard one of my friends was telling me about that. It's kind of like a Lyft ticket or a Lyft uh, pass or Whatever something like that. It yeah, is, like a Lyft pass or so something. So, like, I've already it. had rides that was 36 cents. What? <laughs> cool. Yeah. Wow, That's I did cool. not I did not know that. That's cool. So, I might well. But anyway, it was it was it was old. See, my sister's 10 years older than me. Mm. Oh, okay. But she's she's a young I like old people. Though. She's yeah. she's young for her age, right? Like she doesn't look that old, and she right. doesn't act that old. And I forget she's that old until she's around her peers, right? You know right, what I mean? And right. so she was. This was like a thing of her peers, and so it was old because I'm expecting to see a bunch of people like my sister, which mm-hmm. means they're more like me, yeah. Because even like I said, even but my sister's ten years older, but she's like me, right? Yeah. So, but they're not. They're like their actual age. Wow. Were they, you know? were they dancing? They were dancing. Then I'm good. Some of them, they were dancing. But I mean, and the music was like, oh my God, they played like one song from the 80s, a few a couple songs from the 80s, one song from the 90s, everything else was like 70s. You I, can, know? I can hang with that. I like old people. Yeah, I'm. I like. I, I said, really I'm do. Sure, I'm sure you could have, but only because I was like <laughs> when I was younger, it was always old people around me that yeah. was like you know. And then when I, especially when I came out, it was unfortunately so many of them gone now because of AIDS. But it was older gay people that taught me about like about like gay shit, mm-hmm. like right. Judy Garland and mm-hmm. stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Like that, you, you got to learn it. So that's who taught me up. And I like, I like, I like older people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my sister was busy helping. So thank God, my niece, her husband showed up and my sister's boyfriend's daughter showed up before they before the three of them showed up i was the youngest person there wow so (laughs) so it was like i said it wasn't just that it was old people because i'm cool with old people too because i have like my sister and i we have quite a few friends in common because i have a lot of friends who are her age Mm -hmm. so i'm but none of them are like those people Mm -hmm. like those were like more like like friends of friends and like work uh, whatever i don't know exactly who they were mm-hmm. but they're not people like she's tight with because yeah. she's not really tight with she got like one person that she's tight with that i consider kind of an older person but the rest of the people are like you know they're younger and fun or whatever but mm-hmm. oh my god it was just here's the one thing i can't it wasn't bad it was just old was it open bar it was an open bar oh, it, there was oh, a bar oh, but you had to you had to, <laughs> the bar cost money uh, uh, I don't. Only thing but, I don't like about old people if they start playing doo wop. Gots to stop. Uh, no doo wop. <laughs> you, like you don't like doo. You don't like doo wop. Not at a party. No. Not at a party. Yeah, I, I get that. I get okay. that. That makes sense. That makes uh, sense. Ooh, <laughs> when you gonna love me? Gonna love me, honey? Love me now? There was a little bit of doo wop. Not a lot, but there was that. There was some Al Green. Oh, I can deal with that. There was some, you know. You know, yeah, I could deal with the classic jams. There was some class stuff, but it was a lot of stuff that I wouldn't have played at a party. Uh, <laughs> well, I can't. Uh, but anyway, so that the was, music is everything. Uh, so I really don't care mm. about the age. You can you can be. 
15 to 50, I'll go to your party. But what's the DJ going to be playing? Because if he ain't going to be hitting the, the, the cuts, then <laughs> I got to go. I got to go. I can't hang. The music is everything. Everything. At the party. Everything. Right. And then it's the liquor. <laughs> and the uh, bar's not open? What, what am I here for? No, it wasn't open. But they the drinks were decent, though. That's good. That's but, good. Yeah. Okay. Oh, where was it? I want to know where. Oh, just uh, right up the street from here. Not far from here. Okay. Yeah. yeah and tell me the name of the place later. It was just a banquet hall. It wasn't oh. like it wasn't like you know some just little. Oh, I thought you was gonna say yeah. It was at Mavericks Flats or something. That's no, it. it was not. Nah, it was well, okay. No, not at Mavericks, but it was actually close closer. But yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to know because you said it was close by, so I wonder where it was. If it was in like Lamarck Park or where where was it? No. Nah. Okay. Y'all ready to get into this show? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Todd Nickerson is a non-offending pedophile. Those words don't go together. I was going to say, that don't even make sense. They actually, they actually, it does. It actually does. If you think about it, or if you really know what the word pedophile means, we've, see, this is English language, and kind of like the, the uh, conversation we had off air about the whole, for you guys who weren't, with us in studio, we had this conversation about diva and what it means and what it's become to mean and all that kind of stuff because the words in our language, they're constantly evolving and taking on. And we, the way we use them, and a lot of times in, inappropriately, we use them inappropriately and it takes on a different meaning because of that. But a pedophile is not a criminal or someone who uh, necessarily commits a crime or molests children. They have the desire. They have the desire. Just like just because if I have a dream or a desire to murder you does not make me a murderer. I'm not a murderer until I actually go and actually kill you. Mm -hmm. Then I'm a murderer. But the thoughts or whatever wanting to do it doesn't make me a murderer. Mm -hmm. I was was actually joking at the fact that I know you're saying he said even he's saying he's non-offending in that he's not doing an offense he's not acting out on his pedophilia right he's never but, molested a child but and he's never uh looked at um kitty porn i can't think of anything more offensive to people than pedophilia yeah so right. I, that's why that's i was joking exactly, yeah, those words that's, that's, okay. that's exactly well, what well, i was thinking okay well yeah that's cool if you i, would, I just wanted to because i know a lot of people are thinking that like yeah. seriously oh sure so i wanted to address that i agree with that but, I, actually dina yeah. i've I, I had this conversation with people before and it's yeah. really it's a this is a really hard conversation especially oh, to people Yes. with children mm-hmm. oh yeah because i saw the, re- the reaction on the post where i found this on facebook it was a uh, shout out to uh um welcome to the village oh thank you Whew, i got it welcome <laughs> to the village podcast shout out to the, those guys because it was on their page they posted originally and then they started a dialogue about it mm. and there were people in the thread that was just going in because there's no gray area for these people for the right and that's why I wanted to address it because I was like, of course, me being me, I saw it totally different. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, the guy's not a hero. I'm not going to throw him a parade. But at the same time, <laughs> he's not a monster. He can't help the fact that he has these desires or these feelings. and what He doesn't want to have them. He's talked about praying to have God take them away, which reminds me of, and please don't be offended. And it's just the truth. I have a lot of friends. Um that told me at one time they prayed to God that they to not take, be gay to not be gay. Yeah, they didn't want to be gay, and they prayed to God, or whatever, to take it away from them. And you know, it, it didn't happen. You know, and I, I, it's a similar thing. You know, it's it's something that they who they are, but he can control how he acts upon it or it, or does not act upon it, and that's what he's doing. And people are still treating him as if he's 
you know, a molester. Well, here's the other thing that about I, I actually admire him in the sense that he's being straight up honest. Yes, he's putting it out there, you know who he is. He's telling yes. you who you are, who he is, and what his pre- predilection is. Right. And so I think in some ways he's asking you to help keep him honest because you know I've already told you I have this. So don't right. please don't set me up so that I would hurt your children because I don't want to hurt children. And and not only is he uh, um, being honest about who he is, he's also reaching out to other people like him mm-hmm. so they and trying to place to work right. it out so they don't they, they also don't act out exactly they can exactly. talk it out instead of acting it out because people people are under the misconception that if you have these things you have to you, you are compulsed to do it it's like it's it's no different than uh, uh um uh any uh, heterosexual uh heterosexual normative person who okay take me for example i'm attracted to females and i see beautiful females or females i'm attracted to all the time Mm-hmm. I don't rape them or touch them or grope them or molest them. Despite all of the allegations that are surfacing on Facebook and Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> I have not done that. Um, so, in other words, I can control that impulse to, and believe me, I see some ass sometimes that like, ooh, I want to grab that. <laughs> like, the, the thought is there or the desire is there, but you just don't act on it. So, it's the same for them just because a lot of times you know uh there's a portion of them that do doesn't mean they all have to or all choose to and that's where this guy comes from you know and it's it, there's a there's a 10 minute documentary of course 10 minutes is way too long for our show to to show but if you like i'm going to post it on our page so you can go there and you can check it out and or you can just google the guy todd nickerson is his name and it's it's a uh, it's what you call me <laughs> Nickerson, please. <laughs> Dejan ain't said nothing about this. I want to know what you guys think we should do about Mr. Nickerson. What's, what, what is there to he do? He hasn't done anything. Well, hasn't I done mean, it. he hasn't done anything, but he has these feelings or he has these. So then you're thoughts. Right. So, 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 are so you, should he be in therapy? Should he be just getting help? Should we start like a foundation for this dude? Like, what what should we do? Because. Like, did you hear anything I just said? Yeah, I did hear everything that you just <laughs> said, but my I didn't hear a solution to what. There's no solution fix, if he. No. I mean, not fix, but to help him. Well, I the, think he's doing the help. The help is right. He's trying, to, he's trying to create a network with other people where we can talk it out and have other solutions besides hurting children. And I think his on, that's that was my point is like I think he's trying to be honest to also keep himself to keep him. He's being outright forthright, so to keep himself honest, and hopefully, community will also help keep him honest. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I definitely understand. Don't what, you think well, it's she's still coming? You, she's still coming from the place that this dude is a ticking time bomb, and sooner or later he's going to explode. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is that this guy has inappropriate feelings for children. So is he going to have these feelings for the rest of his life? Probably. And if so, I mean, so. There's no help for him. Is he going to take some medication? Is he just going to do these support groups for the rest of his life? I mean, I'm not saying that he's a ticking time bomb, but I'm saying that he's suffering in some type of way. So how do we how do we help him? Maybe this is the beginning of his help, though. Maybe this is the beginning because there are a lot of people that are like Todd Nickerson in the world and we don't know them. Right. We sit next to them. We walk next to them and we don't know that that's going on. And those people eventually act out because they get no help. I Mm -hmm. tell you, I tell you what, this is how we can help him. We cannot judge him and treat him like he's a monster. Mm -hmm. We can treat him not. We can treat him. We can uh, not treat him like he's done what he has desires to do. Because right. that's how everybody treats him. Everybody treats him like he's, you know, this this 
you know, this monster or whatever that's going around molesting children, which he has not done. He's guilty of something he can't help, which is having feelings or whatever. But if you want to go around and monitor everybody's thoughts and, and, and desires, then there's a lot of people who are guilty of, of things. I'm just saying that poor Todd Nickerson that has to deal with with this situation. Yeah. And that it's unfortunate. there's no help for him as of now other than his own self-help. So in the long run, what is he going to do? How is he going to satisfy himself? Is he just going to move on, move forward and get married to an adult? Or is he just going to... You know, I just want to I just want to know more about what he's doing to help himself. If you have schizophrenia, if you have any other mental disorder, you take medicine, you see therapy, you do these type of things to help yourself. I, I just want to know what there is for him to get help, because that's something serious. That's people's children. I get what you're saying, but I also think that we don't know enough about pedophilia, actually, honestly, right now. And we're still because we again, we don't talk about it. And it's right. basically sort of I'm sure within the, the community of the mental health professionals, they have certain protocols that they do. I don't know if they're accurate or not. I don't know enough about them. Myself. I want to know what they're talking about inside those meetings. But I do know that <laughs> it's nice that people I, I, I think part of the reason we have all these things happening with these men and these sexual assaults is because we don't talk about it and get yeah, it out there. Absolutely. And it's an uncomfortable situation to talk. It's an uncomfortable thing to talk about, but it needs to be talked and about. There always seems to be, there is a black and white to it. And like, you got to mm-hmm. be it's good and evil. Yep. And, and then, so that just shuts the, actually the t- discussion down and we never get anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so we just, it keeps being perpetuated and perpetuated and perpetuated and perpetuated. Instead of trying to figure out why Todd has these feelings. For well, I think the first step though is Todd coming out and saying like, this is what's happening for me and this is what I'm doing about it. And I just want you to know who I am because I, I want to know that Todd's out there and I want to know where, I want Todd's other world to raise their hands mm-hmm. so I can, I can, you know, I can be well informed with my children, which I don't have. Right. <laughs> your hypothetical children no i hear you i i agree but yeah i mean it's but todd todd and his condition is not the only condition that's out there that we don't have a lot of answers for that's just a fact of life there's a lot of things even they you know even hell most of the time you go to the doctor um my, my wife she has a lot of uh uh medical issues my my father's elderly he has a lot of and 99% of the time they go to the doctor and come back and with no answers with no answers on whatever and and this is like a lot less uh complicated a lot of times it's like actual physical stuff which should be simple you know much much simpler to diagnose and to fix than something that's you know uh what do you call it a mental but still we don't know where where it came from doctors don't know a lot you know, doctors don't know a lot. And I mean, as much as they know, there's still much, much more that they they don't know. And that's just how it is. It's just just some things about it. But beyond what he's doing, um, I'm not sure that he's seeing a shrink, but that could be something else that he could do if he's not uh, that that could help. You know, I'm sure it wouldn't hurt. So but I, you know, I, I, I applaud him. I do. I applaud him and I feel bad for him because. Me too. Like you said, uh, D.D., he's suffering, you mm-hmm. know, and it's unfortunate for him, you know. And there's so many other people in the world that's going through this that are that right. are having the same thing. And that's the part yeah. that makes me. He talked about it. He talked about when he came out that, you know, of course, there was a lot of backlash. But he also received, he said, hundreds of emails and, you know, um, communications from people who 
understood where he was coming from, and mm. they and were also going through the same children. thing, different things, whatever. In he, the film, he has like yes, pictures by his niece. Yeah, he has and right, right. He, on the refrigerator. Right. He so. said he doesn't. The way he treats it is just like he doesn't go out of his way to to uh, have interaction with children, but he doesn't go out of his way to avoid it either. He just goes about his life, and he sees kids, and he when he sees them, he sees them, and that's. That's just how it is. Well, I hope Todd's story can um, help other people who are suffering through the same thing. Because if he's able to manage in that way, then other people that are having stronger feelings or struggling even harder, I hope they can see what he's doing and try to take a page out of that book. Because that's scary for me. The other hundreds of pedophiles that don't know what to do either. Besides try to satisfy their Mm -hmm. feelings. So Wu Young Ning is a Chinese acrobat was yes Aww. was a Chinese acrobat um, he was into something that is kind of uh, a trend now called rooftopping and unfortunately this gentleman fell to his death he was 26 years old and fell from a 62 story skyscraper Mm-mm. and uh, have you guys seen the video I didn't I didn't watch the video but I read the article have you seen it uh, Pip Mm-mm. you want to see seen, it I've seen enough faces of death okay all right, no problem. But I had to look up what rooftoping was because I was like, isn't that just like parkour or something like that? But I guess it's not. It's when people scale up the side of skyscrapers with no equipment and yes. climb to the roof. Yeah, and they do all these different little uh, dangerous stunts like pull-ups and push-ups and, or they'll jump from one ledge to the other and different things like that. Mm-hmm. But they do it all. They're, they're, you know, they're not like professionals. Uh, they're, you know, like meaning that they're not like trained acrobats or anything. Most of them, they're just people who do it and get good at it or whatever. And, and they use it to, to make a living. This, this gentleman was hoping to make $13,000 from the video, from the video in order to get married and to pay for some of his mom's medical bills. Yeah. Actually, this is the one thing that about this video that actually is kind of problematic for me is if it's a, it's a death video and he doesn't make anything off of it. Right. Yeah. But hopefully it goes to his family. Well, I hope, Fully, but, but huh. we don't know that. We don't know. Like, so uh, you could go to um, YouTube because I don't want to put I don't want to post this on my page on Facebook. So you can go to YouTube and you can just uh, type in Chinese acrobat who dies or uh, rooftoping Wu, accident. Young, yeah, young, uh, young, young Ning or something like that, <laughs> and it will come up. It won't, it's not hard to find, and yeah. you, you can see it. It's only a few seconds, and you don't actually see him hit the ground. No. So the, the, oh. there's the camera is fixed. And it just shows him doing some pull-ups and things like that. And then he, he, gets, uh, he misjudges how much energy he has left. He tries to pull himself back up top, you know, mm-hmm. and he, he can't. And he, he's struggling, and he struggles for a few seconds, and then he just he lets go. And you just see him fall out the frame. And then that's it. <sighs> Too much. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, yeah. the description. Too much. But this is, this is what can happen, people. So you guys out there doing that dangerous rooftoping stuff you always want to think twice about other ways to make a buck or thrill or 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 how popular or you know how much those likes are really worth on your social media account because he's a big social media star over in china some Uh, some uh, platform we don't have over here one thing that us in america what we say is better safe then sorry. I don't know if that fits for just for us because uh, I actually we because you know think about how many people die from selfies. 
from oh, like yeah. want to put a stand mm-hmm. in front of a train, yeah, or lean Lots over a ledge, or of a no, building. No, I'm saying that that's an American saying, and he was oh, in China. Yeah, but I'm just saying uh, it's Americans <laughs> that do it here, like leaning yeah, over the Grand should, Canyon. Oh Lord! <laughs> oh, not only that too. I just I just saw an article uh, where there's I think she, I'm not sure if she's American or not, but there's a model who they were showing this model who takes these dangerous risks to get these great shots or whatever, and they were uh, her and the photographer were on like a, a a skyscraper that was still being built mm. right and because that's so safe she was uh she was like holding him by the hand he had her by the hand and she was leaning back Ooh. yeah oh yeah just and he was like getting the shower it was it was crazy My spine tingles with yeah. just hearing you talk about yeah it, it was crazy i was like how <laughs> retarded <laughs> I'm yeah. thinking like the trust she had in that guy. Like, my goodness. I have some pretty close relationships with some of the photographers that I work with, but I'm going to need a backup safety rope. I bet every they had time. great sex after those sessions. Oh, my God. They, they probably it. did. Yeah. Yeah, they probably did. Her adrenaline was pumping after those sessions, I'm sure, but not after that last one. <laughs> <laughs> Omarosa Manigault Newman. <laughs> they say she got... Uh, they say she got uh, dragged out of the White House kicking and screaming. Mm, allegedly. Can, they need to be Alleg- dragging yeah. her everywhere. Now, there's there's two sides to this story. But I don't believe not, not the White House. <laughs> not no more. Not ever. <laughs> so are you, a, are you a fan of Omarosa? No. Okay. Never what, was. What about you, Didi? I'm not a fan of her character. I heard that she's not like that in real life. So, really? Yeah. That's what's her worst to me. Yeah, kind of. She's does. disgenuous and yeah. you're selling yourself <laughs> out. It's because I've heard that also about Ann Coulter. Oh, what? And I'm like, well, uh, fuck you if you that way, that you would sell other people these right. hyped emotions yeah. that's going to get them fucked up and you doing it just for the money. Ooh, right. Yeah, that's not cool. But you know, I'm right. she was on the, originally on the reality TV the show. The Apprentice. The Apprentice. Right. That's so, I mean, she... I could understand her having some type of strategy for that show. But after the show was over, I mean, it's. I didn't really care that much about it until she got married again. And I was like, oh, let me check in to her, see what's going on. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I don't know, I'm not a fan. My wife, she she likes her or whatever. But my my wife likes all these. I don't know. I kind of feel like it's she's a black woman and she's, quote, unquote, strong or whatever. And so. You but, can be strong and wrong. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. You can be. But I'm just, she, I'm yeah. just saying that's. My wife is just kind of like that's all she needs, and she's like into it. And if you know, I don't like her, it's like, what's no. wrong with you? Like, why are you hating? Like, no, oh, because no, she's a black woman that. and all that. I'm like, nah. We she need, we that. need to do another like trade, it. like a race trade. <laughs> yeah, because we, oh, we, just, talk, we just talking about this on Facebook. Because my friends like which which uh, black people from 2017 not not invited to our next barbecue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Amarosa straight just, up ain't getting she's no invite. Scratched off yeah. the list. Tyrese, yeah. you ain't coming either. Aww. So I don't you know the. I don't know if she actually got kicked uh, out. Kicking She's and not leaving. Her last day in the office is January twentieth. She's right. Like one but year after but the, the but the Secret Service admitted that they have revoked her privileges. Right. So she <laughs> she, she can't get into the White House. So she working from home. Well, again, I don't <laughs> believe. I don't think she. I don't think she's working. I think yeah. she's she. I think she she's got, lying. I think she got fired. Yes. And her her end date for whatever reason is not for like another month. So she getting paid. So she getting paid on but our she dime. Can't come. But she but she's not doing mm-hmm. any work. Is what but I, I said. She working from home. Well, yeah. and she's working now because she's doing all the circuit and and saying what 
the administration really, really wants her to say oh. right? because that's where her money coming from. You want this check? You want this blah blah? You better go clean that mess yeah. up. And yeah. also, she supposedly resigned, but it's also they say that, like it was not her. You know, she really got fired. It was one of those things where it's like you're getting fired, but you have to, you know, go and say you resign. Do we do we have any information on why she Mm-mm. or why or how she got fired? No, well, I couldn't find they, Well, they say that the people who are trying to spin it so that it's her choice or like her camp, mm-hmm. they're saying that she got tired of Trump's uh, attitudes and, and actions towards like the African-American and lack of diversity and the, and the black uh, issues that are going on. And after Charlottesville, uh, and she started having change of mind, and she also started looking around, seeing the lack of diversity in mm, the right. administration. And she thought it would go fat faster than it was. And after one year, it still hasn't really gone any further. So she's decided to move on. So that's what they're saying. Her camp. That's the way they're spinning it. But the the it's coming from the other side that it wasn't her choice. She it, got fired. It sounds to me a little so. bit like she was done being a puppet. April Kelly. I don't said know. I think she got that fired. She, that, not April Kelly. Oh, that's the reason to get April, fired. April, what's her name? The black reporter, the one that's always, like, they don't like her. And they moved her seat. Oh, yeah. She reported that uh, that Omarosa got into it with John Kelly, mm. the uh, chief of staff, mm-hmm. and that she was trying to cuss him out. And that's how she got kicked out the out, out. And then the Secret Service said that didn't really happen. But right. I don't, I don't believe them. Right. Well, I'll tell you this. I think if she actually got physically removed, there'd be some video somewhere. That would show up. I don't know. So I'm leaning towards I don't think she actually got physically tossed. But she could have been physically removed from an office and then she would not go out in public and act a fool because that wouldn't work for her brand either. She would be if she were, you know, in a place where there were cameras, she would pull it together because. But I could see her being in the Oval Office or in the Chief of Staff's office. Trying to plead her like, case. No, motherfucker, you ain't going to talk to me that way. I'm Omarosa. And they was like, blah, blah. Boop security (laughs) he's like and i'm a general you out you're fired security (laughs) that's the white house you don't have to call security security's always there right there right there in the corner they're right there they gave all they did was just give the little signal and she was out you're fired you're fired (laughs) i do i think that amarosa was they was like amarosa we need you to do this and do that and she was like no this is not what we agreed on it was like we'll get out <laughs> I can't. I don't know fake, what happened, and I, I really don't care. I, I, I wasn't even going to cover the story, but Pip wanted to talk about it. So no, I do. I want to know what happened. I want to know why. I really. don't. Want, I just. I'm glad to see Coonery fail. Mm. <laughs> once, I'm happy to see her lose. I would, I'd like to see Herman Cain fall down hard too. I just. I do. I. I yes. I'm. I'm playing partisan politics, but I do not like them. I think that they. Ha- they are hurting black people. In, in general and when I see black people hurting other black people fuck you right. you all you not you not one of us I don't anymore. think Amarosa was ever really on our team ever nah she don't team Amarosa yeah definitely <laughs> uh, Amarosa Manigo Newman but I'm not I'm not totally that's not and that's not even what I don't like about her because I'm not even that dude I'm not I'm not that dude that feels like oh she's black and she's in this space and so she has to stand I'm not that dude. I you don't just, have to stand for me, like but her. don't stand against me. Yeah, right. that's right. that's the problem. Right, that's the problem. I feel like she. I do. I do feel like she's again. That's why I don't buy that whole thing about her being a puppet and her like getting fed up about how black. I don't believe that. I don't buy that at all. That's some bullshit. Because mm-hmm. he because Trump is like this is different. This is not a character than he was before. Right. And even this week she said like oh he's not a racist but he says some racially charged things. Right. See, that's what that's why I'm like, I'm not buying it. That's not that's not why she they use that to spin it. 
And they know that that's how, you know, that would uh, help her little Q rating with the black folks. So they spun that story. But that's some bullshit. I ain't buying that for a second. I'm also don't give a fuck about how Trump's treating black people. She don't even <laughs> disagree with it as far as I'm concerned. All right. So where Kanye uh, at when you need him? I know, right? <laughs> I'm a Rosa. Don't give a fuck about white black people. No, she don't. <laughs> but I think that it was something. Something wasn't. She didn't do something right, and they was like, "Oh, you gotta go." Well, that's usually why you get fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. I don't, I don't disagree true with that. that that's true. That, okay. Barkley calls out Levar. Uh, Le- uh, LeVar Ball for being a bad father. <laughs> this motherfucker. Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. This ain't this the <laughs> motherfucking pot calling the kettle black. The dude that played in Space Jam. Two clowns. <laughs> Two clowns. Charles Barkley. Story. Charles Barkley. <laughs> right. He he trips me out. Now, okay, so he's decided that LeVar Ball is a bad father and that he is um he is talentless and he is using his kids and he's like basically pimping them out and all this kind of stuff or whatever. And the funny thing to me is he sits there and talks about how LeVar Ball has no talent. Well, I feel like LeVar Ball and Charles Barkley are the same side of the same coin. <laughs> <laughs> While Charles Barkley was a super talented, one of the best to ever do it basketball player, he hasn't done that in quite a while. Right. But he continues to make a living for why? For doing the exact same thing that LeVar Ball does. Running his right. mouth. Running his mouth and not having any kind of talent to back it up. <laughs> right. Because your years yeah, of basketball. Not good of a broadcaster. Right. Your right. years of basketball have nothing to do with why you're broadcasting. You're broadcasting because you talk so goddamn much. <laughs> Too much. Yeah. So you hating LeVar Ball is just you hating yourself. <laughs> is how I feel about that, Sir Charles. Hmm. Uh, it's, it's funny to me. It's funny. Two clowns, one story. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the Knicks game? The Knicks Lakers game? I did not. Oh, okay, that was I did good. Not because it was because that because that had Levar Ball and uh, uh, Spike Lee within distance of each other. Okay. I'm like, oh my god, what? this is really a clown show. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I kind I get Levar Ball and how he rubs people the wrong way, but at the same time, it's like don't put more on it than it is. He's just one more like like I said, he's no different than Charles Barkley or Spike Lee or. All these other dudes that we're, we're just talking about—they hate men. Yeah, exactly. And he's got there's a method to his badness, and I kind of see what his end game is. He's all about his brand and this and that. And you can call it exploiting your his children if you want, but some people call it uh, setting his kids up with a future. Well, that's what Tiger's exactly. dad exploited him. Serena's dad. I was just getting ready to say. Exploited her. I, I want to. Uh, yeah, I always always compare. I like to compare actually uh, Levar Ball to Richard Williams because when he came out, people didn't like him either. Or when you know when he first started uh, pushing, say dad pushing. exploited her then. Right, that is exactly. And all the mother kids. Right, and not to mention all the ones who are less famous and less wealthy, like all the uh, athletes in the Olympics, like the uh, the, the whole all like every uh, what do you call it, gymnast ever? You know, no, that's true. <laughs> they have to sacrifice their whole lives. Those yes, gymnasts. Those they do. Olympic. Yeah, that's true. I never really cared much for LeVar Ball until Trump came for him. So yeah, I know. <laughs> And then when Trump came in, he's like, you know, I'm a black you, right? Fuck you. Right. I don't care. Yeah. And so. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I I um I think LeVar Ball is over there because cranking out champions. So you can't hate. You cannot hate on that. Yeah. Like he like my kids is gonna be great because that's just what I do. So you just gotta sit back and watch and then judge afterward. Now if he fuck up all three of his kids like 20 years from now, then we can come back and say. Nigga, you was dumb. That was stupid. You fucked up your kid's life. But <laughs> Serena Williams was doing great. 
uh, Serena Tiger, Williams is an icon. There you go. Tiger Woods <laughs> is doing great, you know, minus the whole uh, windshield thing, but he's still doing fine. But he's still an icon, too. He's still an icon. Yes. Like, you know, all these people. Beyond, oh, my queen Beyonce, she's, she's the greatest of all time, so I just can't. I just can't see how it's not going to work out. Even Wh- didn't Whitney's home. dad manage her too at some point? I don't know I about don't know that. You you a Whitney expert? I believe so. <laughs> I remember he sued her blah blah later and like oh, I don't so know sad. about all that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, you you Whitney pro. If you don't know, then we don't know. R.I.P. My girl. But <laughs> she is the. Queen. I will always love you. But yeah, yes. people. You know, like I said, I I get people's dislike for him, but at the same time, I kind of don't like it because I also feel there's a. And you guys know me. I don't do a whole lot of race stuff or whatever. But I do feel like there's uh, this thing, this thing in America where I, I don't know. How to, I'm just going to say it. Say it. I, I'm just going to say devil. it. Come on. Just an arrogant black man is like people can't stand. America, America cannot stand that an arrogant black man. That's true. Where somebody else is like, is they don't it, like, doesn't he really have a, a, a something on his? He's a really a yeah. good guy. They don't. They, really don't they don't like arrogance at all. But when it's coming from a black dude, uppity. Oh my god! Yes, they. It, yeah, <laughs> it's, and even if they don't say uppity, it's that attitude, mm-hmm. and that's the part that I don't like about it mm-hmm. because I feel like it's coming from even with black people. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. It's coming from that place. And I don't like it. Like, how dare you? There's a there's how, a, who the fuck are you to be a, this arrogant? To be so like, confident and arrogant. Know, yeah, fuck you. Who are you to have something against me? There's in my a, confidence, in my a, arrogance. There's a limit to how how good you can feel about yourself. And right. You, yes. yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. I definitely and feel like that. How dare you? That's I really I see that a lot. I really see that oh, a yeah. lot. And that that they just. And it irks me. It really irks me. And You're so right. And even like even And that's what I feel like the majority of the, the backlash against LeVar Ball is. It's the fact that he's coming from that place of, you know, being real I can beat Michael Jordan one on one. You know, that that shit. And they're like, Who the fuck are you to say some shit like that? You know? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so what? Like, who the fuck are you to why disagree? You, why like, you think, <laughs> but why do you think they why do you think people let Ali though be that way? I mean, in the '60s though he had had issues, you know, but that was more religious and people scared of like the I Muslims. Think, and I think because I think they could swallow it better coming from Ali, and this is just me coming off the cuff because I never thought about it. No, not because he was pretty. I think they could swallow it better from him because I think the way he framed it, like he he kind of drug, he kind of like he he was in your, but he was very entertaining and charismatic with it. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't as insulting. Yeah. You know what I mean? He made it like he would rhyme and he would, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and and he would kind of, he would put on that, that voice and it was more of a show. You know what okay. I mean? And uh-huh. it, I, it was like he might have been, might as well have been tap dancing. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think it was easier, it was easier to swallow coming from, from, you know, that, okay. that, that kind of, that's just my coming off the top of my head. Yeah. He was so uh, charismatic about it. Almost like, oh, I dare say like in the same gracefulness yeah. as like Obama or somebody just the way that they just carry themselves. It makes you root for them mm-hmm. and not against them. It made you actually get behind them and not stand in front of them and say, well, what do you mean? How you know you're going to beat so-and-so in the next fighter? How and you know you're going to beat so-and-so in the next he, in so many punches? Muhammad had a, a good sense of humor too and a lot mm-hmm. of stuff he said was funny and he yeah. said it in a I'm funny so way. Yeah. And and. A lot of times people, I think they, they chalked it up to him joking, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But he was dead serious. Mm-hmm. You know, he really believed that and he really was that way. He very was very arrogant and very confident and very all those things. But I just think the way that he he fed it to people 
one, they probably didn't even realize how bad he was. Like, so that he, they thought it was a joke. And then number two is, like, sometimes it kind of snuck up on you. Like, by the time you realized what he was doing or what he was saying, like, you didn't even realize, like, oh, wow, he also that, had, was, that was a lot of nerve or, you know. He also had a side so. man in Cosell as well. Mm-hmm. I think Cosell made it go down easier, too, because that was his little foil. Mm-hmm. So, but, yeah, but, yeah, that's that's – I think that's a real thing, and that's something that kind of irks me. I really, really don't like that. For y'all young people, that's Howard Cosell. Google. Google <laughs> <laughs> oh, the greatest to ever do it. Oh my Google him, bitch. The Nelly rape case is closed. Yay, Nelly! Go, Nelly! Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not. I was. I thought I would be. I, you know what? I think it's because of the manner in which it was like closed i don't feel as satisfied about it i thought i you know because i was rooting for nelly mm-hmm. so i'm happy that he's not but i don't know it feels a little undecided or like did he pay the person off because basically the reason why it was dropped is because the witness uh the 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 woman who supposedly uh allegedly had gotten raped re- refused to testify or cooperate so and they said that she didn't even want to file charges to begin with um and now that so they're dropping the case because they have no case without her. So I don't know. I, I feel a little. Someone to answer questions. Here. Yeah. I'm like, OK, yeah. did he offer her a payoff? Is that why she you know, I'm not saying they did. They're, they didn't report that. But I'm just wondering, like, what happened that now all of a sudden she doesn't want to well, pursue this. He's obviously going to have like the best lawyers that he can afford. And of course. Got, and he's got money. Right. So uh, they if they thought her, she was shaky, they definitely might have shook her off of him. That is possible. I thought possible. I, I read somewhere that Nelly was actually gonna even be trying to I don't wanna say allegedly, maybe even try to file charges against her for slander and backlash. I thought that they didn't have enough evidence in the case and that's why um it was closed. Not because of she didn't want to testify, but I thought they didn't have enough to even to go forward with the Well that I don't know, the story that I read said that they didn't have enough you know, I mean, it depends on how you look at it, uh-huh. because without her, they didn't have enough. But that's that's very common mm-hmm. like that. You know, the whole case is basically the, you know, the testimony of the the accused or the eyewitness or whatever. Right. So without that one person, there's no case. So, you know, that's that's pretty much that. what seems to be the case. So anyway, uh, that's over. So I'm sure Nellie's happy about that. Yeah. On Go, good on you, Nelly. Well, I'm happy that that's done. But I thought it was surprising that with the beginning that he'd even be accused yeah. of rape. Like, I'm like, yeah, almost even anybody else out there on the game, but Nelly, right? <laughs> Nelly, sweet old Nelly with the with the credit card. I mean, his name is Nelly. Come on now, he's just a sweet boy. Don't y'all remember the T Drill video? He ain't gonna hurt nobody. <laughs> Shoot. Well, hey, 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 hey. It's Pip Lily, my broke-ass hack of the week. Now, <laughs> we are near the end of 2017. So, yep. Uh, I, I'm only going to be saying how broke I am, because I am broke. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm real broke, 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 broke like uh, uh, the door to Amorosa's office at the White House. <laughs> so, but I won't be saying that in 2018. I'll be changing my language in 2018. Talking about my prosperity. 
Uh, but I do have some hacks for you all, so I will still continue to bring the hacks. Uh, you know, the new year is coming up again. My birthday was just actually the beginning of November, and that's usually when I celebrate a new year, actually, because mm-hmm. my birthday is so late in the year, I started thinking about the new year at that time. Right. Mm-hmm. So I've been working on my budget for the new year, and I'm trying to trim some fiscal fat mm-hmm. from it. So uh, this is what I've come up with for myself, because, I'm again, I'm, what I have learned about saving money is plan ahead, plan ahead, plan ahead. And this is something nobody taught me when I was younger, mm-hmm. budgeting and things like that. So I'm looking at some ways for me to trim some of that fiscal fat. And one of the things I have, I've talked about this on before, about my, I, I go to Starbucks. I love Starbucks. Yeah. You know, Starbucks is the C because they got an app now. So it don't feel like you're spending money because you just put money on that app, right? <laughs> and it's just like it's just electronic and just takes it off and then you just refill it. And then after a certain amount, you get free shit with it. Right. So like, oh, well, it's worth it. It's, yeah, I'm winning. So, you know, I'm winning. Yeah, exactly. But not really. Mm-hmm. Not when you spend all that money. So I sat down and did like a little calculations for myself. So I work seven days a week, but I don't go to Starbucks seven days a week. But let's just say I go three days a week. Mm-hmm. And now some of the drinks can be up to five, six, seven, eight dollars, some mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and some people don't mind spending that kind of money. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually, what I spend, I usually get a triple espresso um, on ice with extra ice. Um, and that costs two sixty seven. So let's okay. just round that up to $3, all right? So let's just say I spend $3 a day and I go three times a week. That's $9 a day. Mm-hmm. So let's say I'm a regular person who has a regular job that takes a two-week vacation. Mm-hmm. So three times a week, I go for 50 weeks. That's $450 a year. Now, that's not counting tips. Right. So let's say you give a dollar each one of those, those 50 drinks. So you spent $500 on coffee right. at Starbucks. $500. That's a lot of money, actually. That's a lot you, of money. You could buy a TV with that. Two TVs. Um, if you go five times a week, that's $15. <laughs> times 50, that's $750 a year. All right? That's that's a lot. Again, I'm not even talking about tips on that. $750? If you go, if you spend $3 a day and you go five times a week, yeah, that's $750. Mm-hmm. Now, the coffee you make at home, if you can make coffee at home, you're going to that that there's so much value to that. A home brewed mm. cup of coffee, a home brewed cup of coffee can be as little as twenty seven cents a cup. At that price you can have three cups a day what? every day and still spend only three hundred dollars. Wow. That's a big savings. That is like That's a, a big savings. Two to four hundred dollars in savings. Here's another thing. And this is this definitely affects me. I get free coffee at my job. What? They have free coffee there, but I spend coffee because I'm thinking I'm getting something special because I'm going to Starbucks, right? So I spend money that I don't need to be spending. What's wrong so, with you? Exactly. Ain't you I just broke got, ass? Well, I am broke ass. <laughs> you know what I got yesterday at work? I have free coffee. There you go. Not only that, I work at a retail store. They have nice little Nespresso machines and and and, and uh, uh, espresso machines that you can like the fancy ones you can make. So like, why am I not taking advantage of that? Okay, so that's different because I was, I was just about to say. But if you work in a regular office that has regular coffee, and maybe mm-hmm. some people don't like, because like I don't like their coffee or the Folger. But I have, I have a way, I have a way to fix that actually. Okay. Instead of spending that money at Starbucks, or you can spend it at Starbucks, but go to Ralph's or your supermarket, buy yourself some uh, the the drinks, the the syrups, hmm. or the fancy creamers, hmm. and then fancy up your. At work coffee yeah, with those. Coffee. You get the same sort of feeling like you went out somewhere. You can fancy it up a little bit. You're spending, you're still spending less money. You're not spending whatever co- that costs. That costs like what? One cup of coffee right. every day. You know, you spending that, that, that $3 on that creamer is going to last you for a, a couple of weeks. weeks or more. Yeah. So, so it still you, you know, turns you, your 27 cents to 35 cents. 
you're you're not, well if you're not even if you're just drinking the free coffee at work it's it's very it's, it's oh it's, it's free even it's even less so um some people like will tell me i've had people i've i i tried this out on somebody before about like this coffee thing like well i don't drink coffee i drink i'd get a big super gulp in the morning and stuff like that and and so i know a lot of people that, that run off of caffeine from sugar from sodas so if soda's your thing instead of buying a super big gulp every morning just buy soda in bulk at the store if you have to have that mm. or better yet just cut it out Cut it out. So that's going to help your pocketbook. Mm-hmm. That's going to help your dental health. Mm-hmm. And you don't need those empty calories anyway. Right. You, know, just, you just need to find a new habit right. for yourself. That's my broke ass, ha- broke ass hack of this week. Don't spend all that money. Save your $800 Hello. a year for coffee. Yes. Get the free coffee at work and add your own flavoring to it. Yes. And depending on where you work at, some of these places have really good coffee machines. I did three days at um, at Verizon headquarters, and mm-hmm. they have 18. They have a Keurig, probably. Yeah. No, they have something Swiss-made $18,000 coffee machine. I wouldn't be surprised. And the that. coffee tastes like Jesus made it. It's so good. Mm. It's so good. Jesus stuck his dick up in that I'm coffee. I'm telling you, he ground the beans up, the essence. I'm telling you, it's there. All right. Now... A segment we haven't had, I don't think, since we've been back. I don't think Dejan's ever been around for back in the day. No, no we, we did a back in the one. day about uh, home remedies. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Well, here we go with another back in the day. The Shiznit. The Shiznit. The Shiznit. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. That is too true. I love <laughs> that intro. Okay. So now, back in the day. Uh, this this week's back in the day is favorite Christmas jams. Ooh, ooh. Favorite Christmas jams. So we're going to start off with uh, with Mr. Pip Lily and his favorite Christmas This is my jams. all-time favorite. Not only yours, brother. This <laughs> is one of the all-time biggest Christmas uh songs ever because uh-huh. this is the best song has ever been it written is. about christmas every every year this she she makes a fortune just off of this song i'm mm-hmm. sure yeah. oh yeah this song is this huge song. i listened to this song in july this this, al- <laughs> <laughs> done. this album lie. right here is like one of the highest selling christmas albums of all time yeah so. this song is huge it's like unbelievably huge True. look at mariah all light-skinned and young and stuff <laughs> everyone thinks this song is really really old too it's not. It's not. No, it's not. Three hundred and sixty-five million. How could it be that years? old when it's Mariah? Right there, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, she just came around like in the nineties. Right. I love oh. that outfit she got on. Is that wrong? And I, I want one of them red suits. I, I know the background too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm down. Right. <laughs> See, this is what we played around my house at holiday time. This is the best song. Mm-hmm. So, Pip, what is it about this song? I just first off, this is the ultimate feel good song. It's just like it's like a nice little rhythm and beat to it. It's 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 not it's got even though it's got bells in it, it's not too overly Christmassy sound. I'm not a Christmas person, but this song is just so sweet and it's got a little nice little message. It's romantic. Yeah, it is. Um, it's, it's really it's a feel. Everybody can sing this. It's yeah. it, 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 it makes people from five to eighty happy. Yeah. So I love it. I love it. And this is good, Mariah. The yeah. video's good. Good, Mariah. <laughs> no, I mean, like, she was not damaged publicly yet. Her body looked good. She looks sweet in the video. She don't look the like she's high priestess pent up with her she lips. She does not pursed. speak like this. I don't know her. Her, <laughs> lips, her lips not pursed together. 
and darling. No, I, I love this song. Do, do, I mean, everyone loves this song. I love yeah. this song. Yeah, everybody I loves love this song. song. I mean, I almost, I almost felt like it's a cheat to pick this song, but this really legitimately is I'm my so favorite I'm so mad that you Christmas picked it before me. I had to go of back all time. And... I did. I, as, soon as, he, as soon as he asked us like what the song was, I'm like, I got to eat this one. I was it's like, a... damn it, Pip. <laughs> Beat me. I was typing it. That's <laughs> my jam. I, re- I really do listen. I, like, I really am a true Mariah fan, so that helps too. Okay, and Pip's number two. Mm, I mm, love me mm. some ladies, some black ladies. You. (laughs) 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 You. (laughs) For those who don't recognize his voice, this is Mary J. Blige. And she got on some fierce red bottoms. (laughs) (laughs) And her hair is laid. She looked fabulous. She reminded me of how uh, Whitney Houston looked in that movie Cinderella. Mm. Just elegant and magical she looks magical she really makes me want to have a, a merry little christmas i don't even care that much about christmas it's something about the her tone of her voice makes me feel like everything's all right it's just so sweet yeah it's like so it's it's so good thing. and it just sets a tone so and soothing. this is a classic it's been sung by many people um but i actually really i like this song too because it's just there's a sweetness to it it, it it's not about the per- the singer they're singing it to somebody else have yourself a merry look mm-hmm. Christmas it's about another person it's about the spirit of the season I don't even I don't think I've ever heard her version of this song oh, before great. I didn't know she I didn't know this existed she actually Mariah's uh, not Mariah Mary's Christmas album is really good I haven't heard her Christmas album but I like I love this song sang girl and I like the way she she sang takes it, it to church mm-hmm. elegantly yes love Mary J. look at her booty she got a little butt. Yeah, I'm a fan of Mary J. I, I love this. I love this song, this track, and this particular her singing. It makes me feel very happy. Yeah. And now we get to Dee Dee's favorite. This song just make you bounce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one's cool. It's a little bit vanilla for me though. It's a little vanilla. That's I a little love vanilla. Love Jingle Bell Rock. I think it's a little bit vanilla. It's looks like it's for everybody. Jingle Bell Rock is for. But it's cool. You can't be mad at it. I like you it. Can't be mad at it. You can't be mad yeah. at it. But it, it wouldn't. Have, it wouldn't have probably been one of my first choices. But yeah, it's cool. Yeah, mm. I love Jingle Bell Rock. It makes me think about Home Alone. And just Christmas time. I just say it's in every Christmas movie. Yeah, I know, right? And decorating the Christmas tree and leaving out cookies for Santa. I think that's this rockabilly this that I'm. I, that that's the thing that throws me off. Oh, uh, maybe. I love that though. Like the little bounce of it. Fly. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. <laughs> and this is who Bobby Helms. Mm-hmm, Bobby Helms. He probably was a racist, but. <laughs> Wait, no, wait. he Why wasn't a racist, but I bet he was an anti-Semite. Probably. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. You guys can't just be like just saying shit just for no. Just... I said probably. <laughs> Why you say probably? Well, somebody said some, some like you were probably a racist, whatever. That wouldn't be That's cool. That's about your opinion. <laughs> I said he probably. He looked like he probably was a racist. I just feel like everybody in old Hollywood was anti-Semite or Jewish. Mm. <laughs> Both it, was y'all the, y'all wrong. it was the way he was wearing that uh, cowboy tie and holding that guitar. You're wrong. Felt like... You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. So stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> I'm right. Uh, Walt Disney was anti Semite. I'm right. I'm just saying. I didn't say anti Semites didn't exist. I'm just saying I feel like the old days, like they were either anti Semite or they were Jewish. <laughs> he looked like one of the two. No, I don't know ladder. anything about Bobby Helms. I'm just joking. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Oh, yes. If you don't know about this song, you have not lived. This is my, uh, for I took, as far as for my choices, I picked a classic and then I picked a. 
Wait a minute. This not, oh wait. This no, I'm sorry. Second, this is this uh, is uh, yes, Deja's second one. I'm sorry. Let them hear the magnificent trio. Uh yeah, this is Destiny's Child, Dejan's second choice. The eight days of Christmas. Ain't there eight days of Hanukkah? Mm. You think black, they don't know better. Hey. Massage my feet. Oh, what he did. I like this song because it's just like hood enough. It is it's just hood enough. Yeah, it's just it hood enough. Like she probably like walking around Target. They in Target right now shopping with a Christmas. I don't even know what they are, but they just they good. I love this song. They Santa's little helpers. They Santa's little helpers. This is like the R and B version of um, Run DMC's Christmas All Stars. Yeah, that one little I'm, model looked like Chance the Rapper, not him. The other one, him. Him. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's an original song, so. That they kind of remade, so it's cool. I like the spin that they put on it. Upbeat, R&B. And it's Destiny's Child. How and bad it's could Destiny's it be? Child. Hey, look at you. She got a chance to rap her before he blew up. <laughs> <laughs> when this song came out, Chance was like three. No, okay, I'm like, that is not Chance. Y'all need to be quiet. It's not. He looked like he might be some, some type of Asian or mixed or something. Okay, now this is my first choice I picked and I went with a classic first and then I went with a, a more contemporary choice I haven't heard this 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 uh it used to be around the holidays that I would just hear this all everywhere. the time everywhere mm-hmm. yeah but uh, music is just different nowadays so same thing with movies we're uh, yeah. me and my wife we were uh having some movies the other day and when I was gathering some movies for us to watch I found out that Bruce Willis was in like two movies this year mm-hmm. that we hadn't even heard of and wow. it's like it was a time when, like, yeah, Bruce with Antonio Banderas and all these people, big names, movies, Arnold Schwarzenegger that you didn't even know. And I'm like, I think this is changing. It's like, it reminds me of music, you know? Mm-hmm. Music's like that now. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah, I just like this song. It's just classic. It's yeah. classic. This is the sound of the season. Yeah. Yeah. This makes me think about all the black Christmas movies, holiday movies. Well, this is traditional. I, I, I was I wanted to pick this one, but I was like I figured after I picked the Mariah Carey, I can't pick this one too. <laughs> they can't take them all. Yeah, that would have been greedy. Yeah, or chestnuts roasting on an open fire. That song, the Nat King Cole one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another classic. That's another classic. That was though. It was written by Mel Torme. Mel Torme. I think was it? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, know that. And then here's my contemporary choice. Oh yeah. The ladies are dominating the Christmas uh, I'm lineup. Telling yeah. you. Didn't Boyz II Men do a Christmas? Other something? than other I'm than sure. Donny Hathaway, uh, okay, and Billy and Billy Hams, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Hams. Hams. Yeah, the, all the all the rest of the six songs were uh, women or women groups. Hey, yeah, God. I'm and, feeling this. Actually. Oh, they still Dino. got their condoms on. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I like that they safe, got on, safety first. I like they got on overalls. I wish that would come back. <laughs> I got they my tried. overalls it hanging up. There. Bring Probably another twenty years it might. I still have album rock and I'll be seventy hey. years old coming out with my little one flap down. This is this is like I'm telling you, I was like, this is me right here. I had this tape. I remember being in my uncle room with putting tape, my tape, tapes. Playing my right? tape. Well, I don't even know what this dance is called. Where you got the two fingers and you be rolling it back. Like, oh, <laughs> Yes, look at Left Eye. Oh, rest in peace, Left Eye. I love Left Eye. She had this like that outgoing personality, and they was like helping people in this video. Unfortunate, less fortunate people. This was cool. This was nice. I never realized that before until now. 
My mother loves Christmas. And it really hurt her feelings that as I got older, I became less and less enthusiastic about it. And more and more Grinch. I remember the first I'm Christmas. I'm not a Grinch. I don't <laughs> hate Christmas. I just don't. I don't. I'm, if I had kids, I would be more into it. I remember the first Christmas when my mom told me that she wasn't getting me nothing. And I was so sad. I was really sad. I remember the Christmas when I found out there was no Santa Claus. I don't remember that. I remember it well. Christmas Day. It was Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. No, this is actually, so my baby sister was gonna, was supposed to get a tricycle from Santa, mm-hmm. and so my stepfather. You know, my my mom had me when she was sixteen. Mm-hmm. So my stepfather. She was in college now, so she probably like nineteen twenty. Mm-hmm. Eh, twenty twenty one, and uh, uh, so my stepfather is about the same age, and uh, they didn't get this tricycle put together out whatever and then he's writing a note to my sister from santa (laughs) right and i see him but i don't know what he's doing because i'm a little kid myself i don't Mm -hmm. know what he's doing so he sees me i think he thinks i know what he's doing so he just comes clean to me and says he goes oh i'm writing a letter to your sister because she's not getting her tricycle that she was supposed to so i'm writing a letter to her from santa and then i look at him i'm like okay and he goes oh you know santa's not real right oh i was seven years old <laughs> wow! Oh man! Oh, and you know that's yeah. the part right there. Yeah. Oh, wah, wah, wah. Say, the letter to Santa was already enough. I already had me my wheels turning. <laughs> yeah, I don't ever remember the time when I thought there was a real Santa. Oh, I did until that day. Yeah, I never. We used to sit down with the Sears catalog and the J.C. Penney catalog and write letters to Santa. We open up the catalog and we go through and look at the pictures and like I want. And the one thing I never got when I was a little kid was the. The Hugo doll that was like Hugo, the man of many faces. Oh, Lord. <laughs> wow. <sighs> uh-uh. Okay. I disguise him. My grandma let me pick out a telescope out of a... Uh, out of a book, out of a catalog, one time, and she bought. She really bought it for me, and we lived in an apartment building. I couldn't see shit. <laughs> it was pointless. Couldn't see a damn thing. So when you it was like a Jim nice Stewart in rear window. Yeah, it was like, but it was a really expensive telescope too. I couldn't believe she bought it. Okay, now it's time for our next segment. KJ's HQs. Oh, I forgot we was doing a show. <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> Okay, so this week, instead of having a hypothetical, what I'm going to do is post in this, you know, Christmas time and all that. I thought we'd ask, what is the best gift you have ever received? I mean, you can go back to childhood or whatever, you know, whatever works for you. That's too hard of a question. I just told what I, what my best gift was. <laughs> well, well, I got so I have. I'll, I'll tell. You, I'll start while you think another one. Okay. okay. When I my first year of grad school, uh, I, I when I talk about being broke, I was really broke. So I had to move away from home. I had to get new furniture. I had to, you know put a deposit on the apartment and I was living in DeKalb, Illinois, like in rural area, no place, Illinois. And I was really, really poor. And, um, I had applied for food stamps actually. And it was pretty racist County that I was in. And they just kind of laughed at me when I came in and didn't take my case very seriously. I had to go back to them a second time and say like, I really, really need this because I don't have any food. Right. So for Christmas, our family, we draw names because mm. it was too many of us with the cousins and such. So my cousin Everett had drawn my name and he told my mom, he told my mom what he wanted. He's like, I, Pip keep talking about like, King got no food. <laughs> if I gave him food for Christmas, would I be bad? She's like, no, give him back. So he made a big care package with a bunch of canned goods and dry goods in it, and he sprinkled a hundred one one dollar bills in 
the box. Wow. That's the best gift I ever got for Christmas. Oh, that's amazing. Wow, that's cool. And I really started crying. I didn't even see the money at first. When I opened it, it was food. I actually was really touched by it because I really yeah. needed it at the time. Cool. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. That's so thoughtful. That was great. Um, I would have to say one of the best gifts that I ever received um, would have to be, aside from the telescope that my that my grandmother let me pick out the catalog, my grandmother took me on my first trip to Las Vegas when I was like 10 or 11. She took me on my first trip to Las Vegas, and she just kind of like let me hang out with her, and she kind of like just like treated me like I was like more mature, and she just kind of like let me do my thing while she did her thing, and I thought that that was really nice of her and we really got to bond and do something. So I think that was like one of the best gifts she could, she could ever give to me. Yeah. And the telescope. (laughs) (laughs) It was so cool. (laughs) Well, I'm going to go back to when I was a kid and I I got so many, cause when I was a kid, I had my, from the age up until seven, you had it made. I had it made. I was (laughs) the only kid in the family and there's 10 years plus between me and the rest of the kids or whatever. So, you know, everybody else was basically like an adult and I was the only kid in the house and you know, my sister had gotten married and I had my cousin used to live with us. So it was just like me and a whole bunch of everybody else was like grown or damn near grown. Mm-hmm. And then just everybody, I was the kid. So it was all about me. Mm-hmm. So that last, when I, after seven, it was all, my nephew came, it was all downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, I think one of the best things I ever got was I remember waking up. We used to do this thing. We had a tradition. I kind of wish we could uh, start this back. We had a tradition that my mom had on um, at midnight on Christmas morning 12 Mm a.m. We would wake up and that's when we would like open presents and stuff like that. And then, you know, you go back to sleep later on in the morning or whatever. But, you know, me being a kid and being excited, I would live off adrenaline and not go until later on that night. But anyway, I remember getting up and coming out into the uh, to the to the living room where Christmas set up, and my brother and my brother in law are sitting there and they're playing. They had just put together my uh, my present, which was a slot car. So you don't mm-hmm. know if you guys remember those the mm-hmm. two cars that race mm-hmm. around the track. And you push the little thing. Yeah, you press the little trigger, and they were sitting there playing my, with my slot cars or whatever. And I know now that part of the reason why they got me that is so that they can play with it too. <laughs> <laughs> but back then, I didn't realize that part of it, and and didn't care. Mm-hmm. But it was just like it was just so it was just like so fun. I just re, I still have that image in my seeing my whole family around and those two sitting there playing with with my toy or whatever. And Putting it was the just track together. Yeah, it was just just well, it was already together by the time I got up. Oh, right, but them yeah. just sitting there playing with it, whatever, and just like ah, oh, you know. And I think that's also the same Christmas I got a. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was one of the it was one of the first video games. It was before Atari, mm-hmm. like when they had just, it just table tennis and Pong, mm-hmm. yeah. no, no, one of those. I had one of those, and I saw it sitting uh, there, and I didn't even know what it was. I just walked right past it. I actually, for some reason, I remember thinking I thought it was an electric razor or something. Mm-hmm. I thought it was some kind of shaving thing or something for the for the guys, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, they were like, "What about this?" And I was like, "What?" You know, so. Yeah, those two were really, really big. I was yeah. super excited about That's that. That was, that was a good Christmas. My best Christmas gift as a child was from my mom. It was, mm-hmm. it was a 10-speed. 
Okay. Oh. Yeah, but it was and it was one of those. It was a good surprise gift too, because my this is you know how kids be like sneaky and stuff like that, and, mm-hmm. and, and like or like with ultimatums. Right. So oh, yeah. that year, my sister and I put our money together and got mom a cookie jar for Christmas because. She gonna make cookies. Right. <laughs> so she opened and she's like, "Okay, go ahead, put the cookie jar in the kitchen." So we go to the kitchen. There's two bikes in the kitchen with, with the bows on it. That was Aww. so good. That was a good Christmas. You just dropped the cookie jar. Broke it. That was a cookie, <laughs> broke the cookie no, jar. No, if I'm not mistaken, my mom might still have that cookie jar to this day. Awesome. That's real That's cool. A little that is cool. Real cool. When I was growing, I was the first, um, the first child of all my siblings. So I think I was a little bit more like Dino. I. I got everything. Mm-hmm. I got all the toys from my mom, my grandma, my grandpa. I had my little list. If I put like 12 or 13 things on my list, I was probably going to get all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, but it only lasted for so long. After once, I think once my grandmother passed away and then my mom had two more kids, she was like, look, realistically, <laughs> you're going to get an outfit and one toy. Mm-hmm. And that's that. You better so. enjoy these socks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I'm so thankful. Ooh, I wish somebody get me some socks this year. I also need That's underwear, easy. mom. Oh. <laughs> I asked my daddy for weave. <laughs> I did. Oh, uh, my lactician is in town this week. I said, Daddy, I need a 26 inch and a 24 inch. Please send Santa through. <laughs> where are you? Wow. Where are you? Oh. Yes, send Santa through. Weave is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Weave is expensive. Go natural. It's unbelievable. Being natural was expensive. All right, you guys. Well, that does it for another episode of The Shiznit Show. Oh. But before we go, I am going to tease. uh, Coming up soon, I can't tell you exactly when because we haven't discussed it yet. We will discuss that after this show. We have filmmaker Eli Steele coming on to the show. Yes. And he will be talking about his documentary, uh, How Jack Became Black. So we will have him on. We will be interviewing him and discussing his film. We've all screened it. And uh, that's going to be a good show. And it's going to be a special show because we're not going to follow our usual format. It's going to only be all about Eli and his movie. And I feel like in order to do it justice, this topic, we can't do it in in a 15, 20-minute segment, 30-minute segment. We'd have to pretty much dedicate the show to it. So, uh, And then just Eli's story in and of itself, that that right there is 20 minutes, just him and his background and, Mm -hmm. you know, everything about him. So he's an amazing guy. Yeah. Can't wait to meet him. Really nice Definitely. guy. And we're looking forward to that. So that will be coming up very, very soon. Yes, May, possibly wait. maybe even the next episode. Can't but wait uh, for that. we will, uh, you guys look for that. And so for Dejan Monique. Hey, hey. For Pip the Lily. Google me. <laughs> <laughs> I am Dino Reyes saying holla at your boy. From all of our crew to.